Hello, welcome to episode number 31 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice. Blooming with Gracie Who? <laughs> Today I'm going to talk about when others mirror what you repress. Yes, everything that you deny, you don't accept in yourself and you repress, life will force you to face those characteristics in other people, in situations in your life. And there are two ways this can happen. Either you will be very bothered with someone's behavior to the point of getting irritated, or you will be so amazed by some characteristic that you will develop a passion for them. And pay attention to this. Love is very different from passion. It is possible to stop feeling irritated with someone and curing a passion, which is a morbid state. So I'm going to talk about this today, how this process of the mirroring happens and how can you stop it. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement to transform their reality consciously. And how? Using their hidden inner powers. Because we have forces and intelligences acting behind the scenes of our unconscious, creating our reality. So it's essential in life to not only get in contact with those forces, but developing a good relationship with them. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. So do you want to understand certain situations? in your life and change your reality for the better. So stay here and let's have a conversation. This episode is a continuation of the previous one where I talked about your dark side that you reject because we have this tendency to deny and reject characteristics in us that we consider bad, ugly, undesirable. And everything that we deny or we ignore and reject in ourselves, life will force us to face it because we need to evolve, right? And you cannot change and develop something that you ignore or reject in yourself. All the time we are faced with our best and worst projected on something or someone. Therefore, if self-knowledge is something imposed by life, self-acceptance is a basic requirement as well. For it would make no sense to contact a truth to deny and refuse it. So, this is how it works. Everything you ignore or deny in yourself, repressing, will inevitably and exaggeratedly come to meet you, like an image in what I call magnifying mirror. Life uses other people and external events as instruments for our learning, so they are the mirrors that mainly reflect what we don't want to see in us. In practice, 
one can experience two types of situation. Irritation, when we project something of our own that we deny because we consider it ugly, unpleasant, bad, what I call our weak points. Or you can have another type of situation, passion, when we see in the other some quality or skill equally repressed, unknown, neglected, ignored, or still underdeveloped, what I call strong points. That is, that side you have neglected in yourself with which you are not consciously in contact will find you sooner or later and there is no escape from it. So basically, if what you deny or ignore and repress is something that you consider bad, you will be forced to see it in a situation or another person, you will feel irritation. And if it's something good, actually a quality that you don't recognize in yourself or you don't express it too much because you are shy or feel uncomfortable in expressing it, then when you see that quality projected in someone else, you will experience passion. But there's no way you can escape from facing those characteristics in other people. There is another episode, number eight, where I talked about when and where your will is not free and does not work. Because we like to believe that we have free will, but actually we don't have it because there are some circumstances where our will has no power. We are subject to other forces, invisible forces, especially those in our unconscious. They attract people and situations to our lives. They create our reality. And there's nothing we can do about it in terms of stopping that attraction process. And that is the case with projections and mirrors. You cannot control, at least in the first moment, the irritation and passion that you feel for free out of nothing for someone. You can do something about when you recognize, oh, I'm irritated, I'm pissed with this situation or this person. Then you can choose what you will do, your reaction. And even with a passion, if you will continue with it or if you will stop thinking about that person so you won't feed that passion in yourself, not allowing it to grow in your imagination, in your fantasy and in your heart. But in the first moment, you cannot control if you are going to feel irritated or if you are going to feel a passion or not. It just happens to you. These are instantaneous, natural and unpredictable phenomena which we never know when they will happen. However, one thing is certain, if we have something repressed in us, we are subject to them at any moment. And even without leaving the house, just watching TV, for example, or seeing something on your cell phone, you can get irritated out of nothing or you can feel amazed with a situation, with someone really experiencing a passion. The role is everything that moves us is because it has to do with us. 
Everything that touched you inside somehow is because it has to do with you. So what irritates you in the person is the projection of something that you deny in yourself. And when you see it mirrored in the behavior of the other, even more exaggeratedly, that drives you out of your mind. And why does it appear exaggerated? For you to see it. If it were discreet, subtle, unnoticeable, it wouldn't attract your attention, right? But you see, it's not that you are just like the other person in the manifestation of their attitude or way of being. Their picture can be painted in a blood-red tone, for example, to make it look very dramatic, while yours can be a more faded red, for example. However, both are still red, understand? So, this is very common in families. You can have a son or a daughter mirroring one of their parents' behavior, but something that is considered bad, unpleasant. So, if someone who knows both of them very well can see you are just like your father, you are just like your mother. And if it's the case with you, of course, you will get irritated when compared to something bad in the other person, right? You will deny it even more and by denying it, you will repress it in your unconscious and uh, will increase the probability to have that same characteristic that you consider bad projected in someone else. Meaning, you will attract other people like your father and like yourself to be forced to face it. But remember that I mentioned a magnifying mirror, that life always brings magnifying mirrors to make us face those repressed parts of us. So you not necessarily have the same behavior as the one of that person that really irritates you in the same intensity or in the same way looking really raw or ignorant or maybe stupid showing that behavior. No, you don't have to be exactly like them, but in some measure, somehow, you have it, you behave that way. And people who know you better can point this in your way of acting or reacting. So basically, the pattern is the same. What changes is the tone, the intensity. Only that the more you deny that aspect in yourself, saying, I'm not like that, the greater the irritation you will feel. And the more aggressive your criticism, the more intense your denial and projection on the other person or situation. As I said, any neutral observer who knows you a little better will be able to say, they are the same. It's the dirty one talking about the badly washed <laughs> and people will make jokes about it. That is why it's worth emphasizing. Criticism shouldn't be given importance, especially to the most angry kind of criticism. Not only to not catch the evilness of others, and this requires filters in the ears, the subject of another episode, but because whoever attacks and accuses may in reality be confessing themselves. So every time you have to deal with someone criticizing you, pointing some bad characteristic in yourself, 
don't take it so seriously to the point of being irritated or angry at that person because if they got irritated with you in the first place that accusation may be in fact a confession because they are seeing in you something they deny in themselves so they are the ones who are projecting something but if you get irritated in return uh, then they touch at something a weak point in you probably you know when someone gets irritated at you and accuses you of something that surprises you and you think me oh no he must be crazy he must be wrong i'm not like that well If you know yourself and if you know your truth, it's easy to see the projection of the other person and not to take offense, going for a retaliation, starting a discussion or a fight with them, right? Now, if you are as they claim to be, even if not so much, your ego may react with pride and be offended because you have the bad in you. The evilness of others hits you, enters and catches you. You become an easy prey because of your ego. And why is that? Because you have the same characteristic that you consider bad. You feel shame of it and you try to, you not only deny and repress in yourself, but you try to hide from other people. So you do have evilness in yourself regarding to that aspect. So the evilness of the other person finds an echo inside you who also denies that aspect in yourself and gets irritated back. What to do in this case? The first thing is to recognize, yes, I'm like that too. Maybe not always and not so much, but I am or I do it like this. You act like that person eventually, maybe not all the time, but eventually. But it takes courage and humility to admit it, right? The ego is vain and proud. It hates to have its illusions exposed to the light of truth because the ego feeds itself with illusions. We nurture a self-image that doesn't always match reality. We like to believe that we are cool and full of qualities in the eyes of other people, except the most intimate and those at home. For those, it's harder to pretend and cheat all the time, right? Because they know us very well. When you can see something negative in yourself that you projected in someone recognizing and accepting that aspect in yourself, introjection occurs and with that the irritation decreases until it's eliminated. That same aspect in the other person doesn't bother you anymore because your repression is over and by extension the projection has disappeared. See. The cause is your denial and repression. So the effect will be you getting irritated when seeing that characteristic projected in other people, right? So to change the effect, the irritation, you need to work on the cause, which is the repression. And how do you do this? By recognizing and accepting that aspect in yourself.
Remember that I said that the projection can be on a person that will irritate you or in a situation. Well, if it is an irritating situation instead of a person, the principle is the same. For example, something that drags on and takes a long time to have a solution or repair. Think about that situation in yourself that you feel like stuck in it. Try to see how and in what area of your life you act in a similar way. Postponing a decision, for example, postponing a conversation, the repair of the kitchen sink, for example, the repair of the car crash, the completion of a job, something that you were avoiding to do something that you are postponing, really being lazy about it, okay? Anyway, it's not difficult to see when we want to see, but when you don't want to see that behavior in yourself, you will attract situations that will mirror that. So if you are getting irritated with something like a, a service that you depend on other people to solve it to you, to complete to you, and they are not doing their part, they are being lazy, or there is like a, a piece that needs to be replaced and people are not finding that piece in the market or whatever, any situation that is irritating you, Try to see how you were acting in a similar way with yourself in your own life. Once you learn the lesson with the introjection, it can happen one of two things. Either the irritation disappears or that person or situation leaves your life. After all, the initial purpose was fulfilled. So there's no need for that situation, that person to remain in your life anymore because you learned your lesson so you can go to the next lesson or to the next challenge because challenges are always happening in our life if you haven't noticed this already. Once you overcome one challenge, there's always another one coming in your life. So, as I said, if you recognize that aspect in yourself that is projected out there and you accept it at least, and much better if you try to do something about it in terms of self-improvement, to become a better person and work on that aspect. But only recognizing and accepting turns the projection into introjection. So either that situation is solved or that person changes their behavior with you or you are not so irritated with them anymore because if you are accepting that, let's say, bad characteristic in yourself, you become more tolerant with that aspect and you will change your point of view with that person that was once irritating you. You will change your behavior with them. You will stop sending them a bad and aggressive energy and in return, they will change their behavior with you, how they treat you also. So you can have a better relationship with that person or they can leave your life because there's no need for them to be that magnifying mirror anymore. And you can say, Gracie, this sounds like magic. Is it really true? You know, like, uh, is it that easy to make a miracle in life by just doing the inner work? Yes, it is. You can try and you can tell me later, but based on my experience of decades, knowing this 
having this knowledge and putting it in practice, not only in my own life, but in my client's life, I can say that this formula of dealing with the unconscious contents project on other people and situations, um, put it in practice, you see it works. If you do the inner work well, of course, but if you need help with this, you can contact me, okay? And let us now speak of the projection in the form of passion. To begin with, passion is not love. It's morbid, a disease that causes pain and suffering despite the initial euphoria. Passion has a cycle and then ends. In fact, we are delighted with ourselves, reflected in others. Of course, in the first moment, the physical attraction factor cannot be underestimated. However, it alone, the physical attraction, as well as physical chemistry, the skin, the touch, and sexual chemistry, all of these are not enough to sustain a relationship. The harmony in living together will make all the difference over time. The affinities, the good affinities that you have with the other person will make the difference. The principle is the same. The person represses something in themselves, except that in this case, it's always something good or something positive that has been misinterpreted, such as sexuality, if someone thinks that they cannot express their sexuality openly because they were taught or were said once that sexuality is related to sin, so they misinterpreted their sexuality, so they deny and avoid to express it. They really repress it. Or it can be the expression of tenderness. And this is very common with men in general. They are taught that they have to be strong, so they confuse tenderness with weakness. But it's really something positive, right? Tenderness or affection, the expression of an affection. Another positive thing someone can take as negative or not so good to express, it can be strength in the case of... With women, this is very common. Many women think that they cannot express their strength openly because men can be scared and step back, avoid her. Another thing that is very good and can be repressed, self-confidence because of the fear of being judged too cocky or arrogant by other people. When we are dealing with a good characteristic that is denied and repressed, usually there is a vanity behind and the fear of what other people may think and say. Because once the person was judged and condemned by expressing that aspect because they want to be accepted, especially if they were criticized by someone, they wanted their approval or their love, or because someone blamed them for being that way, they had fights in previous relationship because someone didn't accept them to manifest those aspects. So at some point, the more insecure person can make the decision of uh, not being that much, not expressing that aspect of themselves that much. Or it can be something, a good quality they have, but they are not so conscious about it they somehow don't value it that much. Then, since life never let us escape from what we deny and don't want to see in us, when you least expect it, that repressed aspect of you will appear exaggerated around you in the form of a special enchantment for something or more likely someone. 
and that's the trouble always comes through another human being <laughs> it's that kind of passion that i will deal with because you can have passion experience passion because of a good thing projected on something you can have a passion for a movie or a song or a place um, something that makes you feel in a certain way or you can experience passion with no romantic or sexual intention like a, a student that have a passion for a professor or you can feel passion for someone that you admire a lot for specific reasons and the person cannot be all that much but uh, somehow you see them as amazing because of the specific qualities so it's not necessary to have passion involving romantic and sexual purpose but uh, as i said since trouble always comes through another human being i will talk about this kind of passion because it's the most common and the one that makes us suffer much more so on a beautiful day you meet someone or see someone on the internet and that goes for actors playing a character and celebrities as well so you meet someone or you see someone and notice one or more qualities that fascinate you the other has something different something special or at least you see what you repress in yourself and that's why the term projection and you feel what i call a click and here i have to say if you don't feel clicks all the time with strangers that's a good sign that there shouldn't be so much good stuff repressed inside you because there are those people who are always falling in love with someone right all the time so if you don't experience passion so often that means that you probably don't have so many good aspects repressed in yourself so that initial click that you feel that takes you by surprise and you're so amazed with someone for no apparent reason you don't even know that person consider it as a projection of repressed good contact in you therefore the object of your passion is not necessarily how you see them or even if they are like that but not as much as they seem to you to the point of arousing such admiration and excitement if you manage to start a relationship with them and it doesn't matter if it is a friendship a dating a work relationship social or just sexual it doesn't matter if you start a relationship with that person getting to know them better it's just a matter of time for your vision to return to normal without the pink lens that passion gives you and you will be able to see the other much more realistically because you see their reality how they really are see he or she may even have many qualities but the one that you repressed projected and aroused your passion will no longer have the same color or will have disappeared when in reality it never existed and disenchantment or disappointment comes and you are cured of the crush for that person with all the pain and suffering inherent in the process of course because of the disappointment it's very common after some time to meet again that person or see them again or remember the old passion and think 
Wow, how could I like that person? How could I get involved with him or her? Where was my head? What was I thinking? It's just unbelievable for you to accept that you once were in a crazy crush for that person, right? That's an evidence that you were really projecting something on them. You were seeing things with pink lines that the other person didn't have, actually. They were not that much to make you feel so impressed in the first moment. But curing yourself of a passion is not solving the basic and main issue of repression, which gave rise to it. As long as you don't unrepress that aspect of yourself, you will continue to be subject to other similar passions, perhaps more intense and painful, until you finally see what you need. So, you can already see that getting married in passion is not a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> However, it happens very often, even because it's very common to confuse passion with love. Love is based on admiration. You cannot love someone you don't admire. And love has to do with accepting someone unconditionally, with no projection. So, how can you know if you're really in love with someone in terms of feeling love, or if you're only in a crush? Well, I'll give you the formula soon, an exercise to know this. Those people who are not well resolved with themselves in terms of emotional and psychological immaturity will always look for themselves, project themselves and mirror themselves in others. And they will always be disappointed at some point, which is much worse after having already married and had children, right? So, before going to live with someone under the same roof, before getting married or having children, I suggest you to identify if you are projecting something on your partner or not. Because that will prevent a lot of disappointments and pain and suffering later on. So, how to deal with a passion then to minimize damages? Well, it's easy and quick. I will teach you what does the other person have that you think is amazing, that you think is just great. What makes them look wonderful to you? Is it self-confidence, spontaneity, tenderness, maybe willpower, maybe intelligence, wit, sense of humor, maybe it's their sensuality, common sense sympathy, authenticity, courage, calm, or maybe it's their patience. If you have to name just one or two, let's start with just one, the main characteristic that really amazes you in that person. Can you identify it? Can you name it? Now, try to see if and when you are like that from time to time, eventually, doesn't matter, even if in a less developed way. Somehow, you have tried to see when you behave the same way, you show that same good aspect, even if eventually. This is the process of introjecting what was once projected. If you cannot really identify that good characteristic in yourself, I'll give you another technique. 
Imagine that you are that person. Feel yourself in their place, in their skin, being that way. Close your eyes and imagine that you are that person with that characteristic. And do this until you have a feeling of that virtue in your body. Feel like that person. You are then, you are expressing that aspect. You are feeling how it is like to have that characteristic that you like, you admire so much. Then ask yourself how you are castrating or denying that in you. You probably have believed in some nonsense or evilness that someone or the world threw at you. For example, it's very common for boys to be raised to show strength and confidence, repressing emotions and tenderness. So, when they meet a sweet girl, they can fall in love with them because they will see their repressed tenderness and sweetness project on them. Another example, girls being raised believing that they need a man to take care of them because they are fragile and not so capable. If a woman was raised believing in this, that they are not so smart, so strong, so confident and so capable of doing things and becoming financially independent, so they need a man or because they are weak, so they believe they need a man to take care of them. When they meet or see a guy on the internet, a celebrity, that they consider strong, confident and successful if they have been repressing those parts in themselves they are actually strong but they don't believe so or they don't believe they are that strong so they will project those characteristics in a man they meet or they see and they will experience a crush a passion for them What is very funny is that if they have the chance to start a relationship with that guy with time and getting to know them better, they can realize that that guy who was looked so confident, so strong, so amazing, that guy is actually very insecure, kind of weak also, just not like that. You know, people have the tendency, unconsciously many times, to play a specific character to seduce other people, right? To be accepted, to be liked, uh, to start a relationship or whatever, if they have a crush. Sometimes they are playing to be a person they are not, you know, they are pretending to have qualities they don't actually have. Or maybe they have, but not that much. And another thing is you projecting those characteristics in someone else. They can have those qualities, but you know, you are exaggerating with your pink lens when you look at them or they don't have, they are not that way at all. That will increase the chance of you being disappointed and suffering when you finally find their truth. The secret here is to see the quality in yourself recognize it and accept it as legitimate even if you don't express it with the easy you would like it's just a matter of practice and improvement someone already said practice leads to perfection the difficulty is to work what is denied or ignored thus the more you see the virtue in yourself the more the projection disappears in the other and the more the passion vanishes. What is left, if anything is left, (laughs) 
will be based on a more realistic and healthy perception and from there a real admiration and affection can arise that who knows maybe will evolve into genuine love so if you were not satisfied actually irritated with someone in your life a partner or a, a job for example situation let it be clear that changing partners or jobs is changing six for half a dozen really which ends up in the same right it's not a good change if you don't work what in yourself attracted what bother you in the case of a projection of negative content that irritates you sometimes you can even attract someone or something worse a more powerful magnifying mirror to see what you don't want it's like switching actors and sets only and the risk of maybe regretting it later You know, when you change partner, just to find out later that you were much better before, you know, you were happier before and you didn't realize it. So before trying to get rid of someone in your life or in a specific situation, try to do this exercise, you know, to see, recognize and accept what you are projecting that is causing you that irritation or that extreme reaction from you. And in the case of positive projections or passions, not unrepressing what was repressed is a guarantee of continuing to suffer and being disappointed in relationships. In the first moment, especially of flirting, people tend to want to show always and only their best side. And many try to make themselves look like they are not in fact interpreting a deliberate type to seduce, as I said before. Then the risk of a projection ending in disappointment is much greater, of course. And let me tell you something. Few individuals, few people don't wear masks and feel free to be themselves anywhere with anyone doing anything. When in doubt and to avoid further annoyances or what I call unnecessary sufferings, my suggestion is work on your repressed contents. That's why self-knowledge is so important and being aware of this process of projecting your unconscious content in other people and situations, being aware of this and knowing how to deal in those situations will prevent you from suffering, from disappointments, and you'll have a better life, of course. And that's my purpose here with my podcast to shed some light into your consciousness. But if you have any difficulty in identifying what you are denying and projecting, you can contact me on Instagram at gracieho, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O, or you can go to my website, gracieho.com, send me an email there, Or even better, you can, on my website, schedule a free enlightenment call with me. You give me your birth data so I can raise your birth chart. And on the day and time you choose, I will call you and I will tell you the main challenges and lessons you are here to learn in this life. So at the end, everything will finally make sense and I will explain why you have been attracting the 
same type of people and situations in your life, like a pattern always repeating in your reality. Because your reality is being created in your unconscious right now, all the time actually. So the more you have repressed content in yourself, the more challenges you will have the more irritated or bothered you will be with what will attract because there's a lot of things that you have to recognize and accept in yourself. So feel free to contact me or to book that call with me with no obligation to work with me later. But if you are really interested in working on your self-improvement and learning how to transform and change your reality consciously, I do single sessions to do soul retrievals, do negotiation with sabotaging subpersonalities or to solve specific and isolated situations. I don't believe in doing therapy for many months or even years to change things because I can identify the cause quickly and go straight to the point to work on it and thus change the effects. So I really take shortcuts using the birth chart as a powerful tool in diagnosing any situation. So feel free to do whatever makes you more comfortable. Okay, that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.